You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. Just found out he has a new cat named Nugget. Thought that was a piece of information our listeners might enjoy. Uh, Our listeners also might enjoy our discussion about Michigan football. Today's episode is about impact true freshmen. Obviously, we don't know what this season will look like, but we, you know, based on different fall camp reports, based on what players and coaches have been saying, uh, based on what we've been hearing, we'll kind of break down. It's not going to be a set list. I will have a set list in the coming days over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. If you'd like to read it and kind of dig into to more than just what we say, but we'll kind of break down uh, the, those making the two deep, maybe those to keep an eye on. I think this is definitely a year where teams are probably prepping a three deep just, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen in a very unconventional season. Uh, but of course, if you want to read our stories, michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. If you like the episode, share it with your friends, throw us a good rating. Uh, let us know what you think of it. Love to hear the feedback, but <laughs> Steve, looking at these true freshmen, I think there's a lot of them that are in the two deep, probably more than maybe a typical class. I I don't know. I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, just as a whole, it feels like this is a very um, Jim Harbaugh group. Uh, You know, I think everyone has kind of gathered what that means. A lot of guys who like football, a lot of guys who arrive on campus with contact courage uh, or, or wanting to hit people, wanting to block people. I, I see a lot of defensive two deep players, uh, maybe more than we even expected when we kind of had a similar discussion three or four months ago. But your thoughts on the class's impact so far this fall as a whole? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think the maybe the optimistic angle on that too is that not like there are a lot of them that aren't out of necessity either mm-hmm, like there sure. are guys who are just kind of ready like you know we talk about defensively but offensively Zach Zinter kind of that guy I think who maybe has already worked his way there but not because he's like needed but just because he's been that impressive already so no early returns on 20 have been really solid uh, still got to see it on the field but I think 19 and 20 both our classes where by and large, I think Michigan really, really happy with what they've seen so far from the macro standpoint. Yeah. Which by the way happens. I mean, that's how things, you know, that's the whole point. Like that's the argument of giving a coach five or six years versus two or three years. That's why there's a lot of a big school of thought that says five years is kind of, cause then you start to see the culture. They start to know what they're looking for. Um, you know, we just, we just uh, had a press conference with Jay Harbaugh, kind of got his sense for what he thinks of the coaching stability. Uh, I mean, they didn't, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, they didn't lose a coach this offseason. That's, I don't know how many teams at, at, you know, in the top 20 have that year in, year out, but it can make a difference, especially with recruiting. So let's start on the offensive side of the ball. I've got four players. I, I'm going to post a two deep uh, today, this afternoon. I've got four true freshmen in in the mix there and one is running back Blake Corum uh then Roman Wilson and AJ Henning and then you mentioned Zach Zinter 
Is there is there anyone? Well, I guess we can start with them. Those four: Corum, Wilson, Henning. I think they bring a lot of home run capabilities. Uh, and then Zinter, you just mentioned him. But let's start with the skill position guys: Corum, Wilson, Henning. It's a little bit of necessity at receiver, I think, yes. just because they only have six scholarship wide receivers. But they, it's especially, it seems like Wilson. Um, they're really impressing. They, they come in with elite speed. I just published an article, or we actually talked about it last week, comparing them to some of the best skill players in the Big Ten. Uh, elite speed, but then also kind of showing some of the ball skills, showing some of the, the route running, the, the receiver instincts, the, the catching capabilities uh, that Michigan kind of badly needs at receiver this fall. Yep, and, and that was kind of funny. I'm glad you mentioned Receiver was kind of one of the spots where it is semi out of necessity, I think, with, with right. Collins being gone. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, Wilson, maybe right there with Zinter as far as true freshmen that we've heard the most about on the offensive side of the ball. Corum is kind of a guy we've just sort of banked on doing something this year. Yeah. Even and and he's a classic not out of necessity. We've talked at length about Michigan's running back room you know, even Chris Evans back now too. realistically, he could be their fourth guy uh, for all we know, but either way is somebody that they're elated about. Couldn't be more excited about. And I agree on the home run aspect of it too. I also think, you know, his hands out of the backfield too. I think that's another area where he, mm. he can really create some issues. And I suspect a potential special teams guy too, I, I would think. Jay um, seemed to indicate there was going to be some special oh, teams. Well, there yeah. you go. So, yeah. so yeah. So, no. And then with Henning, I think we've kind of looked at him as sort of the a Giles Jackson type guy as far as how Michigan will utilize him. Sky is the limit there. Uh, a guy that really, I you know, as highly ranked as he ended, I thought his senior film was really, really good. I think he may have been able to get a little bit bigger of a bump. Um, and then obviously Zinter, who, I don't know, I guess if we look up and down the class, is there anybody, any single player that's getting more praise publicly mm -hmm. and insidery than right. there is? You know, I mean, this is, they feel like they have hit a grand slam with this kid. So, you know, and that's, <clears throat> if there's a spot you want to hit a grand slam with a guy, it's, it's up front in the offensive line. You know, we're seeing what kind of player Michigan has to replace inside when we're seeing how big Mike is killing it with the Patriots so far this <laughs> season, uh, you know, making, you know, really kind of look at it as like, that's, that's a really big loss for Michigan. They got a lot to replace there uh, figuratively and literally. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to hear a guy like Zinter already pushing and the, to hear how, how high their hopes are for him is, I mean, that's as encouraging, you know, that's what you hope for, right? I mean, you, you not a guy they had to win like a, superheated national battle for, but a guy who they evaluated, they trusted their valuation. And it sounds like that he is well on his way to making an impact. Yeah, I, I think so. I, it's going to be really interesting because you hear the players talk about him. You hear, well, I guess we haven't had a presser with Ed Warner yet, but you kind of see from his Twitter. I mean, he, he loves Zach center and, and he, They've got some veteran guys, you know. I put I put together the two deep, and I'm I'm thinking, well, they've got you know Chuck Filiaga, they've got Andrew Stuber. It seems like that's kind of a 
a locked and loaded thing. And then you, know, you talk about some of the redshirt freshmen, the offensive line as well. I mean, it, it's going to be really interesting, probably a discussion for another day, but next year's offensive line with everyone kind of keeping the same eligibility, it's going to be uh, a really, really competitive group. And, and yeah, I think Zinter, you know, offensive line is probably the one position that doesn't want to rotate in, but at the same time, you know, can they, if, if one of the interior players goes down, you, you start to wonder, is he, is he one of those first off the bench? I know it's more of a basketball term, but um, you know, maybe that sixth or seventh offensive lineman, as far as Corum, Jay Harbaugh literally even said it. He said he's kind of a, a home run threat. Him and him and Chris Evans. You know, we I think we've talked about it that Hassan Haskins, Zach Charbonnet. I think they only combined for eleven or twelve rushes of twenty yards or more last year. Yep. Which, w- when you consider the, you know, some teams you're not going to break out a twenty yard run, but you would think two running backs who had almost or around 1400 yards combined last year and 15 touchdowns. You would think there'd be a little bit more explosive plays, but Corum, a four, four, seven 40. Um, I think he's physically f- filled out, I guess is the phrase. I think he's ready for, for a big 10 slate. I mean, he's five, eight, 200, uh, played in one of the toughest high school schedules you'd probably ever play last fall. I mean, he, I, I think on average he was playing defenses that had six or seven or eight, you know, power five recruits on them uh, playing for St. Francis Academy. So I think, I think you're right. I think he's going to be ready, but I think, I think the player and, and you might agree the one who's most likely to start on offense, it's, it's gotta be Roman Wilson. Uh, you know, he's got a 10.67 hundred meter dash four, three, seven, 40 yard dash. And I, I don't mean to say that as, as these things are like that guarantees he starts, but it, it kind of quantifies how quickly figuratively and literally he can make an impact at Michigan because he can do things that they don't, they don't have a ton of players that can do it. And more importantly, the teams they play don't have a ton of defenders who can keep up with him. And so, um, and, and I think he, he really has, I think the, the, the question mark was, okay, how does he translate elite speed into, uh, you know, good ball skills? Can he high point? Can he break, free from a defender. How does he deal with contact? Things like that. But uh, yeah, I think, I think he would be my pick most likely starter. Uh, but I think all four of those players are going to, to make an impact. The only other person on offense that I really could see making an impact is, is Dan Valari, but he, he'd be the number three quarterback. So Michigan would be in a bit of a bind if he was playing, but, but still, maybe a name to keep in mind if we're thinking who might burn a red, I guess they all keep red shirts, don't they? But who might play uh, more than more than like just like two snaps this season. But yeah, I think Wilson's the likely starter, but yeah, I think they've got four that they feel like can help them this year. Not just, you know, will play, but like can actually be a net positive for the team this season. Yeah, I think I'd agree. <laughs> I think Atterbury's had some good practices. Hibner, a year away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Valari, <clears throat> yeah, if he's playing, you know, that's in in a in a situation that matters. That's probably not optimal for Michigan this year. 
you know, as a right. first year guy. Right. But otherwise, yeah, I think those are the four Percy probably still, you know, a year or two out. He's kind of, I think going to follow the Ryan Hayes path as far as tackle goes, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, that's a good path to follow, you know, so no hurry there, but yeah, I mean, those four, I think I have a clear are a clear step ahead of the other offensive guys right now. Yep. So on the defense side of the ball, there's a few more, so we won't just talk about all of them at once. We'll kind of break it down. But the the one who I think has gotten the most player coach press conference praise, and and you actually called your shot a little bit on this, I think in late July with a subscriber post. Listeners are always encouraged to to subscribe to the Michigan Insider. But um, Nikai Hill Green, kind of playing that will linebacker role. Steve, what has allowed him to be so um, highly praised so quickly? I mean, linebacker, I mean, even Devin Bush was a reserve player as a true freshman. And and it, it can take a while, especially, I mean, I'm sure every school says something like this, but especially in Don Brown's defense, it's not, it, it is something that asks, I mean, it's a defense that asks a lot out of linebackers. Um, and, you know, he's obviously coaching them. What, what has Nikai Hill Green done that that has elevated him so quickly? I think so. You started to illustrate it. I, th- I think for a lot of these guys, you know, in almost every recruiting class, they're highly recruited guys, right? Whether it's thirty offers or they have Bama and Clemson or not, they're still they're at least probably most of these guys had 15, 20, 22, 23 offers, which usually means physically there are traits about them that project to the college game for Michigan specifically. I think guys who uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, are, are ready earlier uh, are guys who have the cerebral aspect of the game, not mastered, but are on their way to mastering it. And you talk about the responsibilities playing linebacker in Don Brown's defense. Yes. So you hear a guy like Hill Green standing out early. To me, that says obviously the physical stuff's already there, but he's mastering the mental aspect of playing in Don Brown's defense, the assignments, the the that other stuff that you don't really hear a ton about, I guess, necessarily on a day-to-day basis. Uh, that's the area where a guy like that can separate himself early. Now, I know we're going to talk about Mohan, as well, there are also guys who obviously you have to ma- you have to master the defense. You have to learn your assignments and stuff. Sometimes guys that show up and are way more advanced physically or just or are just like freak athletes that Michigan loved. But sometimes they get there and you don't even like, oh man, this guy's better. This guy's faster, stronger, better than we even thought he was was going to be or was. You know, so. Mm-hmm. There's a it's it's usually a rough combination of that type of deal with Hill Green. I feel like long wingspan is one of the things I think he had going for him as far as like the physical attributes, pretty good lateral ability. Uh, but really, I think it's it's understanding what Don Brown wants defensively and making as little, you know, as few mistakes as you can. I mean, it's simple, but I think that's the quickest path for a guy to get on the field, you know, quickly in, in this defense. 
Yeah, I think um, I can't remember which linebacker we we talked to Cameron Grone and Josh Ross. One of them also mentioned he just hits hard, and and that's kind of been you know Josh Ross. There's a lot that he does well, but I think that's been what has made him so uh, beloved by his teammates. Is I think Aiden Hutchinson even called him the hardest hitter on the team. You know, he's just just a thumper, and at will linebacker, you know, you you are asked to do a number of things here and there. At the end of the day, though. You can't miss tackles. You know, that's that's an important position where you just got to, if you hit, you hit with intent. So, uh, and Hill Green, I think he's up to 230 already. So, you as go. you kind of mentioned, a guy who is, and he played it at St. Francis as well. So, you know, he's played tough competition and he's physically, you know, there's they don't need to add muscle to him necessarily um, or add weight to his frame just for general physics purposes. So, anyway... Uh, he he's stood out a lot. The other defensive player, and we'll talk about a few. A few guys have stood out, but as far as hey, this this guy, if you know, he might be first one in uh, on defense, and it's it's a similar boat just at the safety position. But Makari Page, lot. I mean, what six three? I think he's like one hundred ninety pounds. So there, he was someone I think they thought they were going to have to at least add some muscle to and, and things like that. But he comes from, uh, he played the same, almost the exact same defensive scheme from a safety standpoint over at, uh, was he at West Bloomfield? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just double checking. But what it stood out about him, uh, I, I think the talks about him repping with the ones, I think that was more, I think, I think people might read into that a little bit more. Just, I, I think people rotate in all the time. I mean, yes. You know, different players will rep in at the ones because someone needs to get their ankle taped or someone needs a water break or someone is like just bruised at practice or something. You know, it's it, I think I, I wouldn't read too much into the repping at the ones, but I do think he stands out to me from what we've been able to gather and hear as as really a, a two deep player. Yeah, I, I yeah, either you got to have some nuance in there. Practicing with the ones is a good thing, right? It shouldn't be ignored, right? But it, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean immediate starter, immediate all conference, you know, type player. It, it really, I guess, I would, I've always taken taking reps with the ones as meaning this guy is probably ahead of the schedule that we may have kind of laid out when covering him. You know, Paige, not necessarily a guy we knew. You know, Michigan loved the three safeties they signed in 20. Uh, felt like they really solidified the position for the future when you combine 19 and 20, but didn't necessarily think he would be the first defensive name we would be discussing as far as impact, which is where I think he is. I think he's the guy most likely to see significant snaps this year. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, repping with the ones is a good thing, but yeah, it doesn't always, it doesn't necessarily mean uh starter, you know, or even starter snaps, uh, but it does mean, right. like I said, unless it's a guy you were counting on to, to play it, you know, to be an immediate starter. I think it usually means the guy is pretty far ahead of schedule. So classic safety prospect, interesting dynamic with, you know, the difference between he and Moten, you know, Moten is, is like an Uber athlete page, very athletic. I mean, all these guys are athletic, obviously right, at sure, an elite sure. level, but the athleticism was really Moten's 
kind of calling card. Whereas Paige, I kind of just think is it Paige. I, I, I hate to keep comparing him to Jared Wilson, but it just, it's the first thing that pops into my mind when I think of him physically and just the way he plays steady, like a guy who's going to end up being way more valuable than people realize he's going to be just a steady guy. Doesn't make many mistakes and will make some big plays for you at some point. Jared Wilson still in the pros been in the pros since he left Michigan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so a lot of impact there, but yeah, pretty, it's always neat to see which, which guys, you know, kind of step up to the forefront. And it's, it's not always the guys who are ranked at the very top of the classes. We see more and more every year. So, uh, you know, Paige would not have been like after they signed, would not have been like one of the first five, six, seven, eight guys hmm. I would have named as far as well. If you were, if you were to ask me who's the first of this defensive class, who's that right. guy that's going to be the first, you know, one to make maybe make an impact, Paige probably would not have been one of my first three or four guesses for sure. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they they, they have other players that you you kind of and we'll talk about them in a moment, but. Yeah, with Paige, I mean, Don Brown gave Paige by far the most praise out of all the true freshmen. Uh, and, and you know, to the Jared Wilson co- um, comparison, you're not the only one to make it. Our Alan True did that as well yeah, with, I know. With, with the scouting <laughs> report. But um, I feel like people are kind of down on that comparison. Like, they want, they want all these guys to be compared to, like, you know, guys who were all big, t- first team all big 10 at, at Michigan. But one, Jared Wilson was pretty good at Michigan too. You know, he wasn't, um, he only had, I don't think he even worked with Don Brown. And so I I think we've talked about this before. I take a lot of stock to when like very coaches who have like a very specific brand really like a player. I, and, and, and like, they like them right away. We've talked about it with Zordich with Vincent Gray and, and DJ Turner. Um, you know, Brown, if he really likes a guy, I, I tend to think, okay, he knows exactly what he's doing with this player. And I think that can that can mean something. I mean, he's he's already talking about him competing, um, talking about his length, talking about uh, how he moves over the slot. I know that was something uh, Don Brown, he's been looking for for some safeties who can who can really cover the slot. I think he's got a few on the team right now, but I think that was something that, Something they really, they really caught their eye about Paige. And so uh, we'll have to see. Those are probably the two I would definitely put in the two deep. But there are some other guys. Well, actually, there's one more. Uh, but we can, we can kind of group him in with the next group. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. But don't worry. We'll be back in a moment. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for waiting. Let's get back to our discussion. A couple other guys who I think should make pretty big impacts this season. I expect them to. Andre Seldon, I know he missed some time in, in fall camp. Uh, and then Kalel Mullings. And then Apache Mohan. I know somebody, I think somebody said when I tweeted out about Mohan, Apache Mohan, they were like, it's William Mohan. Apache's just the position or something like that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, similar to, to Kakoa Crawford a few years ago. So Apache Mohan, Kalel Mullings, Andre Seldon. Uh, you can, RJ Moten, maybe an, another guy. Um, I know they love what he can do athletically. I don't know where he fits into the two deep, but those are kind of that next that next group of guys mulling mullings at the mic, uh, Mohan at the Viper Selden at corner Moten at safety. But um, those are the next four that come to my mind as guys who, you know, they might not be, I, I don't, I don't expect them to start. I don't expect them to be stars, but they might make up some plays here and there. And I do think they'll play a little bit on special teams as well. So Mohan, I forgot. I, I, got the story behind the Apache nickname. Oh, okay. Um, this is what I'd asked him before he enrolled. And uh, he always, when he was young, he always uh, wore, he always, his hair was always a Mohawk. And his first, his youth football coach said that he plays like a fearless warrior. And he's also half native American as well. So there's a mm-hmm. real tie into that. I said, I don't know. Maybe people want to hear the backstory as to like why that's his I, name. So I'm glad I heard it. So um, there we go. I'm I'm glad I told it. <laughs> Nugget also approved of the of the story good. there too. So good, good. Um, but no, he's he's right. I think he's right there as well as far as maybe situational because mm-hmm. he's like I said earlier about him. Like he's that sort of the other end of the spectrum. As far as like, I just think he's kind of like Ojabo, maybe a good comparison from last cycle where just physically and like just athletically are plus plus, right? And those are the kind of guys you can use in in certain scenarios and certain, you know, layouts or whatever offensively, you know, to, to attack different offenses. So yeah, those guys, yeah, he's, he's definitely there. Selden, yeah, as long as Selden is healthy, I think he'll have a niche for sure. I think he'll play early in some capacity. Um, Moten, really just an elite coverage guy. You know, I, 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 just, yeah. yeah, he's been doing it since he was like in seventh or eighth grade. And, and <laughs> every, every, you know, the two things with him, he really has that Detroit thing in him that a lot of the other Detroit defensive backs that have played at Michigan have where they – since I've ever even known they were a football prospect, go to every camp, take more reps than anybody else, and just will go, they'll go take reps anytime, anywhere with anybody type deal, just to, just to keep working, keep getting better, kind of perfecting that craft. Uh, so he's, you know, he's really been, he's been doing that for, for years already, which is weird to say. years is a weird phrase to use about a guy who hasn't really even played his first game at Michigan, but that's just, that's what he's known for. That's what he's been doing. And 
he's always that guy that shuts. He's always that guy that I think people who don't know a lot about him will doubt mm-hmm. because of his size. And then, and he's shutting people down. So that was his, that was kind of what he did at the national camp. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was like, everyone was wondering because well, he held his own know. against Julian Fleming, uh, right. you know, like who not only just elite, but a lot bigger, you know? And so not sure. Like, I don't think Michigan's going to be throwing him out on the outside against a six, two, six, three guy, but it, maybe they will in certain, certain coverages, but you know, his, he'll make his money at nickel, you know, or, or in the inside. Right. I mean, that's what he's, I think he's born to excel in that area. So, you know, he's another one. Moten, like I said, athletically there, I think for him is going to be acclimating himself to the defense. I think I know in seeing him at the army, I didn't see him personally, but in the, the film and just in talking to guys who were there, uh, the coverage aspect is where he needs to make the most improvement. Now that was back then. I don't know. I'm sure he's improved since then, obviously, but that was the area where he needed to refine a little bit or whatever. So, uh, and then Mullings. Yeah. I mean, we keep talking about these East coast guys who fans continue to kind of sleep on Michigan, always taking these East coast guys, but here, here we are talking about like four or five of them uh, potentially making like a really early impact here. He's another one. I think he's he's a very good athlete for his size. I think he'll have a year or two to learn still, but is a guy that again, I think maybe sort of like an on Anthony Solomon last year is where he'll probably play in most games, whether it's on special teams or they try to find him some snaps at linebacker to get him some live reps. But uh, another guy that we know they're really high on right now. Mm-hmm. So the next group, uh, maybe guys who certainly have the the potential. It's just curious about how the season goes um, for different reasons. So we can start with the, with the two who had injuries last year, Braden McGregor, uh, Jordan Morant. Uh, I, I'm not sure even if they're at practice yet, maybe, maybe you can enlighten me a little bit, but I remember when I did this list in the summer, I, I had them both penciled in. Cause it's like, if they return, you know, they, they're, they're both at spots where they're looking for some depth. And I think they both have the potential uh, to make that impact right now. So uh, those two guys, and then a position switch guy, Eamon Dennis, I think he'll play a role in special teams. Amon Dennis, maybe, um, maybe the fastest player on the team. And then the last guy I have written down, Jalen Harrell, uh, kind of playing that Sam linebacker, you know, behind Ben Van Summeren, behind David Ajabo, but maybe has, a different role that he's being asked to play. Um, any any path this season with it being a shorter season uh, for those four to kind of make a move? Um, you know, I'm the McGregor. I'm not sure about this year just because of the injury situation. It's not so much that he's not healthy still. It's just getting back to being playing at 100% like for a while, not to mention, I mean, honestly, the more we've talked to Don Brown, it feels like Michigan feels like they're pretty deep up front this year. And I don't necessarily think he's, I think him and Morant are similar in where they don't feel the need to try to press these guys too quickly. You know, I think they treat it, treat it a lot. Like they treated, um, uh, who was it last year? Not really Charbonnet because they kind of kept playing Charbonnet, but guys like to where they're not going to press them coming off of an injury too heavily early on. It doesn't make any sense to do that. I mean, you're 
you know, especially if there's not like a dire, dire need at the position. So I look at those two guys similar. They're both there. I don't, I don't know if they're practicing full on, you know, uh, but they're both on campus. They're both right. I'm sure wearing pads. I just don't know like if they're both going full force uh, or not right now. So, um, and then with Harold, he's going to be, he's kind of the fascinating, one of the fascinating guys in the class uh, as far as, you know, he followed a similar ranking path to Anthony Solomon was really, really was ranked really high to begin outgrew his position. And then his rank kind of steadily fell. And I think it's because he wasn't really ever truly evaluated at his new position. Like he grew out of middle linebacker, you know, and became more of an outside, like an edge type guy. So fascinated to see where that one goes. Um, yeah. I mean, we've heard good things about Van Sumeren. And we know that Ojabo is a guy Michigan has high hopes for, so I'm not sure the need will be that pressing for him this year either. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone else to keep an eye on for for this year? Uh, I, I realized I forgot to mention Darren Green Warren. Yeah, I was that's cornerback. That's that's he I arrived kind of late. Any anyone else for us to know about? As far as like pressing right away this year, no. I mean Wheeler's battled some minor stuff. Chris Jenkins is definitely not a year one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think they want to bulk keep bulking him up. He's got the bloodlines, though. He's a guy I would not like not a year one guy, but I just I still think he might end up being one of the steals, if not the steal of the class. So, um, I mean, the bloodline, he's got the frame to build all that weight like his family, his family. like they're all like 300 plusers in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, but as far as now this year. I don't think so. Okay. So last question. Uh, this is actually switching from true freshman to redshirt freshman, but I made a list of uh, probably around the same time I made the last true freshman list of, of redshirt freshmen. But I think kind of getting a sense, having met with Gaddis and Don Brown about, you know, get kind of going over the depth at different spots. Most of the, second year players who are going to contribute this season have already burned their red shirt, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'll give you a list of a few names and you can pick maybe one or two that you think will, will make a big impact this season. Um, let's go. Well, DJ Turner, David Ajabo, uh, Charles Thomas, Carson Barnhart, um, Quentin Johnson, George Johnson. Uh, well, I guess Cade McNamara, but, Maybe that's a different discussion. Um, Jalen Perry and Mozzie Ma- Smith. Mozzie Smith. Right. So of that group, who are that was actually a long list. So you're allowed to do two or three. But but who do you think uh, maybe surprises fans? Because obviously, if you don't redshirt or if you do redshirt, that means that you played in four games or less. Uh, so does do any of them step forward and become true every week contributors this season? Yeah. Turner for sure. Right. I think Ojabo also does in some capacity. Do you think the move to linebacker or Sam linebacker, do you think that increases the role he has this year? Or do you think that is, uh, I guess, I guess what did you, what did you make of that? Cause I, I kind of expected him to be right there with Upshaw and, and Valane over at defensive end. I think it means they think he can get to the quarterback. That's what I think. Yeah, pass Personally, rushing third down, Uche absolute, guy. I yeah, and and so 
again, that aspect of his, he, again, he's sort of the, he's an Uber, sort of the Uber athlete type guy. Right. And I think, I don't know if it was like, if there was a crossroads there where Michigan maybe had to decide, okay, do we bulk him up and play him at end or do we keep him where we're at, where he's at and, and use him on the edge as you know, in that Sam type spot or whatever. I, I think this is the right, the right fit. I think he's, he's a potential havoc causer on the edge. Like he, like, again, starter type snaps, you, you, you know, people talk about uh, Uche's snaps last year. You know, I don't want right. to get into, you know, should Michigan <laughs> use, if Ojabo turns out to be anywhere near as good, do they use him more or whatever? But uh, I think that's how they're going to use him. And mm-hmm. he definitely, I mean, he's, he's one of those, he's one of those handful of guys who has a sky high ceiling in the defense. So I definitely, I'd be very surprised if he didn't make some kind of impact. He'll at least be given the opportunity to make an impact, I guess would be the best way to put it. So uh, Barnhart. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about him interested to see if they keep Met tackle behind Mayfield or if they do slide him inside, it, it sounds more and more like it'll be the former uh, which bodes well for how the other guys in the interior are performing. And then, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. And then Don Brown mentioned Mozzie Smith. So everyone can uh, take a breath there. <laughs> uh, Cause that was like a big thing, even though we'd not heard anything negative about Mozzie Smith, just wasn't somebody we'd specifically gotten any like concrete Intel on. Uh, Don Brown's going to stop mentioning people at these well <laughs> right well that's a funny thing is is like he almost forgot to mention carlo kemp in the same ditty and it's like this is this is why it's like people should not focus so much if he forgets to mention like one guy because then people just focus it's your classic you know you write two thousand words about michigan's recruiting and the first post is well what about this guy that you didn't write about you know it's like it happens all the time that's kind of what happens with these pressers when they don't mention like the right name or whatever so mozzie should make an impact in some capacity again much like ojabo is going to be given the opportunity to because he's very talented and to my knowledge has progressed the way they've wanted him to i know there was some some conditioning stuff but that's like standard for a big guy like that in the middle you know and he's built differently than hinton was built, you know, but Hitton was a little more taller, sort of your, you know, guy you can wrote. Mozzie's just a classic in the middle type player. So, you know, he's another one. Uh, Trent Jones is a guy oh, yeah? uh, okay. has gotten some mentions from Ed Warner and we've heard some good things about as well. So he wouldn't be a name uh, that I would sleep on necessarily. And uh, trying to think if there's anybody else. Jalen Perry has gotten some mentions as well, uh, but I feel like the guys that we've talked about are really the ones to to really watch. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 Cade McNamara as well. Um, Zach Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I think you know he was out for a little bit, and I think his he sort of had to restart his process a little bit there because I mean he was he was in he was inked into that number one center spot. Yeah. Uh, in the spring, you know, now, right now, Vistardis is leading. So, you know, that, I think he's a guy that, like I said, has sort of had to restart his process a little bit. And once he gets back to where he was, then should be, I don't know whether he'll take that job right away, but I think, again, there's still, there's no hesitation that he's the guy at the future in the middle. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of how I read it. And I, I you know, the, the praise that Vistardis has gotten from his teammates, from Ed Warner, from Jim Harbaugh, um, I think their impression is that maybe center is one position that you don't want to insert somebody late. You know, he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink a little bit on the offensive line. So I guess we'll see. I mean, Carpenter might be literally the strongest player on the team. Um, same time, do they want to, in, reinsert somebody into the starting lineup like a week before the games when you really don't have bye weeks you don't have uh, there's a couple games I think Michigan will win handily but you don't have a ton of games that you can kind of you don't have an Arkansas State where you can work somebody in maybe that's the bad example because they upset Kansas State but they don't have the non-conference slate to to work guys in you know Jay Harbaugh he said it's a sprint not a marathon this year and so they approach things a little differently yeah I think I think I tend to agree. I, I know that's kind of a short list of redshirt freshmen, but part of that is because they burned the redshirts of Dax Hill, Chris Hinton, Zach Charbonnet, Giles Jackson, Cornelius Johnson, Mike Sainer still, Eric All, um, Anthony Solomon. So those guys will contribute as well. Uh, but for Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, share it with your friends if you like it. Uh, be sure to read all of our stories over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. And we'll see you next time for the mailbag episode. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.